Welcome to another episode of the I'm Uncomfortable podcast, the podcast for people who want to be okay with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Melissa. And today we're digging into how powerful being uncomfortable can be. Very on brand. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's good for you. We grow in the moments of discomfort. Right. Even though sometimes they suck, like right now. Because right now, my uncomfortable moment is that I. <laughs> I've been like a little bit feeling the pressure of the economy and I've been feeling like manicures are just too expensive. So I got my nails done for my friend's um, wedding, which obviously you want to look nice for those things because mm-hmm. you're in the wedding. Mm-hmm. And when I got my nails done, just my nails, it was like $90. And I didn't even do anything fancy. It was just, I think I removed the old nail polish mm-hmm. and I did new nail polish and it was gel maybe. And like That's maybe expensive. I treated myself to the $10, what is it called? Like hand paraffin wax. Yes, because my hands are feeling a little crusty and, mm-hmm. and very dry, but that shouldn't total up to $90. I found these press on nails at um, Home Goods for $4. They were Halloween themed. Oh, they were ho- Home Goods press on nails. Goods. Okay. Clearance. Okay. Clearance price. But it cost me, it's costing me my sanity, is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> so they're supposed to be gone for 20 minutes and it's been. Not twenty. It's, it's longer. always longer with gel nails. Uh, not it's always longer. But anyway, so there's this. This is my solution, it's and I'm trying, and we'll see what happens, and hopefully. And, and for those that are just listening <laughs> oh, to this podcast, right? Thank Vanessa you. has oil <laughs> on every one of her fingers right now. Yeah. So that's my current uncomfortable journey. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> How are you suffering today? Well, not today necessarily, but I was just thinking about recently, if you're watching again, the the podcast, uh, we are not in our normal habitat, habitats <laughs> in our separate spaces. Yeah. Um, we are together and we are currently in Arizona mm. and we had to both take flights here. We did. And I had the worst LAX. Oh. LAX, was, LAX is stereotypically and because it's true one of the worst airports i've ever been to yeah i think ever. a lot of people say that yeah. um if there's a hell it's lax it's lax yeah. and that's normal and i i anticipate that and my flight was at nine uh, departed at 9 30 mm-hmm. boarded at 901 and um i woke up at 5 a.m left the house by six uh got dropped off it uh, Google Maps said it was going to take 25 minutes and I'm like it's always it always lies so I cushioned it for another 10 to 15 yeah, minutes yeah. it took me an hour to get to um, LAX mm. to get into like the departure zone area and then it was confusing because obviously LAX if you know LAX if you're <sighs> familiar with LAX it's always under construction because always. they're always trying to improve the hell that it is mm. that is LAX and so um, it took forever to get to my terminal that I needed to get dropped off at and yeah. my, you know kudos to my dad for dropping me off and being half willing to drop me off um because he knows how shitty it is yeah and he had to go to work after that so oh. thanks dad love you um but I ended up having to I was told at the American Airlines terminal they're like yeah it gets whatever to whatever actually back at the tom bradley international uh, terminal which if you know that means i had to walk all the way back it's not a short walk it's not and it's not an easy walk there's no direct you have to go outside the airport 
Well, I went into the, I, it was past Tom Bradley. I got dropped off at Terminal 4. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, oh, actually, it's back at Tom Bradley. So you need to go to that, like, mirror-looking building. I'm like, okay. And I, so I had to exit back outside yeah. and walk down the sidewalk. Yeah. And then go into Tom Bradley. And then I was not going to mess around. And so I went straight to the information desk. And I saw this lady. And she was, she was going through the same thing. She's like, yeah, I was told by American Airlines. I had to go here, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay. I, we both got directions to the security line. And so I guess everyone that was being diverted to this this specific security, the line was pretty long. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is normal. Ugh. And then long story short, I it takes about 20-ish minutes to get through security on a good day. Mm -hmm. I was there until 740. Ugh. Yeah, 745. <laughs> I didn't get through security until That's then. That's terrible. It was, it was really terrible. Between like the employees, the TSA folks not being getting clear directions on what was happening because there was just such an influx of people. Yeah. Someone asked. Yes, tell this story, please. <laughs> you know how the normal, it's like, take off your shoes, your laptop, yeah. any iPads or things bigger than a cell phone, take out of your bag. And take off any jackets or hoodies. Yeah. Normal. All right. I already had my laptop out ready to go. I had my my uh, jacket like already half off and my shoes were already untied. I do that already because I know I'm like bing, bing, boom. Like, let's go. Let's go. Um, and this person, I witnessed this happening. You know, they repeat their announcements multiple times. This is so annoying. Yeah. And then this person that was like taking their sweet ass time, taking off their shoes and stuff. And he was just like, do I need to take off my shirt? And, and the the TSA lady, bless her heart, she's like, wait, what? What? And she, he's like, do I need to take off my shirt? And then she's like, no, sir, please keep your shirt on. Please, <laughs> please, please keep stop. your shirt on. We're not doing do that. that. Yeah. And so it was it was pretty chaotic. Yeah. And, you know, when you finally get through, put all your stuff through, I was trying to like, okay, I'm trying to get through and get out of everyone's way. On the other end, when you're retrieving your stuff, it's always the traffic jam of the people that insist on putting their shoes on right in front of the conveyor belt where all their stuff is. And I'm like, no, what you do is you take the right. bin, you move it aside, right. you take your other bin with your stuff and, and you, you go get dressed elsewhere. And then you put back your shoes elsewhere. Oh my God. Wait, can I tell you this hilarious story what? about people not knowing how to travel? What? Okay. I forgot where I was. I was definitely in a different country though. It was over the summer. So I must have been with my mom mm -hmm. and there was this family and there was this dad and I don't know why dad. Yeah. But like, I don't know why he thought that he could bring these like, um, you know, those canned coffees. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he thought that he could take that through security. L I was like, sir, you probably have to fly here. How do you not know? Like no liquids. I mean, oh, okay. So this man proceeds to open not one, but both canned coffees and chug them in line. Is he throwing them away? No. Is he giving them to security? Absolutely not. He's going to chug those canned coffees if it's the last thing he does. And it might have been because how does your heart not stop after that much caffeine? Mm -hmm. And I was standing in line watching him like, oh, is he really about? And when he finished the first one, I was like, no. that's insane and i saw him open the second one and i was like this man is on another level of crazy he bought those he was like no 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 
I am not throwing them away. Yeah. yeah. No, I had to do that once for when we went to uh, Placerville and we went to the like apple orchard place. Oh, you chugged two cans of coffee? No, I had to throw away. I, no. <laughs> I, what I mean by I did the same thing was that I was caught with like the jam, which I thought would be considered a solid or like. Sure. Okay, but you thought this is clearly a liquid. A liquid. This okay. is a can of liquid. <laughs> and not only did he not just get. Okay, did you stand there in line and eat the jam? No. No. <laughs> the poor TSA agent was like, you got this from this orchard, right? And he's like, this is pretty good. I'm like, then why can't you just let me keep it? Just let me keep it. it. He's like, I know. He's I like, can. I want it. I'm going to take it. I'm home. taking it home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So airport craziness. Airport, airport craziness. Honestly, <sighs> like, it shouldn't be this hard. Guys. It shouldn't be this hard. But I it is. I get it. I'm trying to have empathy for people who have never traveled before me. Sure. Get the fuck out of my Wait, <laughs> sometimes I think to myself too, like, if you have, okay, maybe this is just me. If I haven't been somewhere before or done something, you best believe I'm fucking either researching or looking around to, to see, see who knows what they're doing. And watch. And then, okay, if there's signs and if there's people making announcements, I'm watching the people, I'm listening to them, I'm reading the signs. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and what? Maybe, too, maybe there's like language barriers sometimes. Maybe. But also, maybe. But only sometimes, only sometimes. Can't give everyone that. But like you had to fly if you're going back home. Yeah. To yeah. And you had to fly. Mm. There. It's okay. It's okay. Right, we well. all make mistakes, and that's <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> My mistake was going flying out of LAX. That's the biggest mistake. That's the biggest mistake. <laughs> Next time, I'm not gonna fly out of there. I said, "Oh, my so nice." It even told me the wait times: seven minutes. <laughs> I was like, "Thanks." LAX. Yeah, that's I was dope. already at the airport for like an hour when i got when, there when you're like i'm on my way to the airport <laughs> Wait, are you more melissa's friend or my friend <laughs> because i show up and it's like i barely make my flight sometimes which oh, is no. not no, no 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 very stressful if you're more melissa's friend you're there like two hours in advance you're chilling you're waiting yeah. like you're ready to go maybe you have time for a snack i had time for a breakfast <laughs> and a coffee i was sitting at the terminal with an hour left to chill i refilled no. my water bottle i washed my hands and went pee i like found a good spot at my gate i actually got to my gate and was surprised that people weren't already okay but to be fair i normally fly southwest peasant uh -huh. airlines i love them though and people are lining up uh -huh. and i forgot what the last they just like call your boarding group and then you get up like a normal yeah. human and walk yeah. Instead of the Hunger Games that is trying to find a seat. Oh, I forget that that's how Southwest is. Right. Mm -hmm. So I expected to see people lined up by the time that I got there because typically that's my life. I walk mm -hmm. up and people are already in line. Yeah. Because I'm like right on the edge of boarding time. Yeah. So it's okay. I have anxiety. <laughs> character. I have anxiety. So I I cushion my anxiety with getting the, there early. Getting there. Leaving. But I'm, I'm also, I always fly out of LA. And, but you know the beast. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I also do it. Okay, because... I've been enabled. My bad behavior has been enabled by San Jose Airport. The San Jose Airport is so like a dream. dream. It's a dream. It's like what, a, like an airport when it's like still being built and right. it's like brand spanking new. It's like an airport from back in the day when yeah. airports weren't so like just yeah crazy. Yeah. Um, okay, but we've diverged. <laughs> we, we, we can talk about Air Force and all how day. shitty we are. <laughs> but that's what we're talking about. Really, what we're talking about is how it can be great sometimes to be uncomfortable. So actually, I want to start off by asking oh, you. <laughs> I jokingly told her before this. I was like, I'm going to interview you actually. Right before we press record, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I said, just kidding, but I'm maybe not kidding a little bit. Oh my, God. Um, my first question for you is, what do you think 
But like, what positives do you feel like over the past year, just 2023? And mind you, this is probably not going to be released till 2024. That's okay. But this year. Wow. I know. That's uncomfortable <laughs> to think about. <laughs> Hello, future us. Right. But so like year in review, 2023, what positive things do you feel like have happened because you have forced yourself to be uncomfortable? What positive things have happened? Yes. It can also be like a positive way that you've changed. Basically, just like what positive came from the perceived negative of discomfort of being uncomfortable? I guess it's continued, continued, continued to teach me from all of the things that have made me uncomfortable in 2023. It's definitely taught me what I am okay with embracing in terms of like the basically the the spectrum the the maximum of the uh, level of uncomfortable that I'm going to like put myself through yeah. versus walking away from oh. so like for example job right i had was extremely uncomfortable so all the time yeah you know i've talked about this too many times you don't need like <laughs> the last se- season 7 was the season of melissa quits her job okay it's old news all right we get it she quit her job yada 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 but you know it's it's taught me mm-hmm. now this in this season of like reimagining what peace looks like and what a normal balanced equilibrium of my like every day is like yes compared to when i talk to my former co-workers of the baseline stress level that they're always going through mm, yeah. it's taught me like wow i can't i have a capacity to handle to handle that kind of shit yeah do i want that mm. no i've identified that i'm capable of that sure sure but it has helped me set i guess not a precedent but like a a goal for what my whatever my next step is and mm-hmm. like the type of environment i'm willing to uh compromise on sure yeah okay so i guess that i've also in terms of positive things more positive things i don't know i think a lot of uncomfortable stuff has happened in 2023 but i really start we say that i think every year yeah Uh, to be fair for me i don't think that this year has been as uncomfortable as the year before it for you yes as like, can you, t- is that for me? Because can you tell me what I, I black out every time <laughs> things happen to me? I just, <laughs> like, did something happen that I forgot? I wasn't there. <laughs> Physically, yes, mentally, bye. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think like going through the severe discomfort of 2022 mm. mm-hmm. made me stronger for mm. 2023. And so the things that were uncomfortable, I just was kind of like, okay, I, I can, I can power through this. Yeah. And I've learned lessons that will help me to cope with whatever is going on. I guess it's in the same vein of what I was kind of saying. Like I've 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 seen hell. <laughs> so I've seen the devil. I've, I've seen it. I know him well. Know or her. We don't know. <laughs> know them people. well. Um, okay, good. Okay. Well, for you then, I, I guess we kind of had some had similar vibes of what we think we've basically we've learned a lot about ourselves going through. Yes. Uncomfortable times. But I think there's something to be said about approaching discomfort and like sitting in it and knowing it's going to be uncomfortable and still going through with it. 
is this based off of because there is a book that um both Vanessa and I well I as I was gifted this book what I should it? grab it yeah let me grab it yeah one second folks okay you're back I'm back <laughs> I grabbed the book it was in the other room and it's called Big Magic Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert I think if you watch those uh GQ like 10 things I need or whatever that's in my bag all the time Olivia oh. Rodrigo actually had this in her list I was like no okay way. okay but you were gifted this book right? I was gifted this okay. book from a friend she said she received this book in a time that she really needed it mm -hmm. and so she's like in this chapter of your life maybe this this book will speak to you in a way I love when that happens yeah so I've been reading it really slowly but it's it's a, it's a good read I'm just a slow reader but there's what you were just saying was reminding me of a chapter because a, a lot of this is talking about the concept of fear and and how being a creative, living a creative lifestyle or whatever you do, like hobbies, whatever, mm. is scary. Yeah. Especially if it's it ends up being something that it's your job and like sure. it's always as an artist, it's always kind of hard. That's to terrifying. Be, to, it's scary. Yeah. So what you were saying, it, it kind of reminded me of, you know, uncomfortable like being uncomfortable will always be there. They had this analogy in the book about how, you know, it Think of fear or being uncomfortable as a cousin, a cousin that is always yes. going to be okay. going on the family, big family trips. Mm -hmm. You, you know, your creativity, your ambition, you know, all of the all of the great things that come with pursuing something worthwhile in yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. We're all in the car. We're all in the van. But also cousin fear or cousin uncomfort also has to be there. I also kind of imagined or visualized this this being as you know sadness in in the oh, show yeah. the Pixar movie. You can't leave her behind. Yeah, you can't leave sadness behind. Yeah, and and it is also part of like could be part of this analogy. Like yeah. you can't have joy. You can't have all of the other emotions yeah. Yeah. or all of the other things to to enjoy in your life without having gone through sadness or or moments of sadness or um fear having experiences yeah. of fear because honestly having fear or having discomfort in your life is necessary in a way for you to learn boundaries and learn what you are willing to push yes. in terms of those boundaries mm -hmm. of, of what you're what you're comfortable with and you know again cousin fear cousin discomfort will always be in the van but you know you just need to tell yourself that they don't make the decisions they don't get to see the map they don't get to look at it they don't get to drive they get to be in the car and enjoy the drive mm -hmm. okay before i read the book because mm -hmm. I, I haven't finished reading it i'm in the process as well um and you i don't know what was happening in my life at the time i can't remember mm -hmm. uh but i had said something to you about it and you told me that part that, that analogy mm -hmm. and the part that really stuck with me was the part about but we're not letting fear drive yeah Fear is not drive. ever driving the car. Mm -mm. And when I think about a lot of our decisions sometimes, mm -hmm. they're very fear-based. And and what's the point of, oh my gosh, this reminds me. Or the me. lack of decisions, like being- like Because forced, you're too afraid to yeah, act. Yeah, which yeah. not choosing is still choosing mm -hmm. because you're choosing not to choose. To do anything. Yeah. So you might as well choose something is yeah. how I have approached it. Mm -hmm. Again, fear and discomfort, I guess they, they're, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Like you're a lot of the time you're uncomfortable when you're scared of something, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm afraid of heights really. Right. But whatever you're doing, I'm afraid of, of traveling in a plane, but I do it anyway, you know, okay. because the, the reward at Same. the end of it is mm -hmm. worth it. Yes. Look at, <laughs> look at my eye and look what I'm doing. <laughs> we were able to get Dutch Bros coffee, which you never usually get to get. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> and the fear of right, coming oh up to God. the window and always never knowing what we want. But there's so shout out to the employees at Dutch Bro. Anyone that I've ever been to, they're so nice. freaking nice all the time. <laughs> and we're always panicked we're like because we never know what to order. And there's so many options and they all sound great. And yeah. like, there's always a long line. So you don't want to take too long. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Okay. I digress on the coffee. Is there one thing that you've done and it can be big or small that you either, it can be like a creative thing or, or a work thing, side business thing, whatever. Is there something that has been uncomfortable for you regularly that you still continue to do this year? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. Regularly? Yeah. But you, but you know that you have to keep doing it either to get better or to explore it more. Um, I would say my attempt to get my ass back into the gym this year Ooh. and actually go to like a formal gym. Yes. I got a family membership with my brother. Cool. Um, kind of in the latter half of 2023. And I still get gym intimidation because I'm used to going to like a yoga class. I miss my yoga membership, but it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. um, yoga classes or I've, I've, I've tried grit cycle. That's too uncomfortable for me. Really? I've decided. Okay. Um, I've tried it. It's not for everyone. I, yeah. And um, yeah, I just don't think it's the type of workout that I enjoy. Mm. And so I know that I enjoy using the machines and using the free weights and all of those things because I used to do that. Like I used to go to the gym quite like regularly yeah but somewhere along the way i just like fell off of it mm. and that fear and that gym intimidation type feeling came back and i still feel that every time i walk into the gym and there's even like an employee that i avoid because he's always just going to talk to me about getting my like free like health analysis and i was like i don't Sir, I don't Stop. want that. Just let me let me live. Go to the stairmaster and <laughs> lift my weight. Did you just say the stairmaster? The stairmaster. Kind of oh. scary though. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I heard what I needed to hear. <laughs> I love the stairmaster. Oh, a lot of people hate it. I. It's not that I hate it so much. It's just it's big. It's a little intimidating. You have to climb up. I and literally it have to climb on yeah. it and climb off of no, it. No, but that's part of all of the gym, like the machines, like not knowing, knowing how, how to, to use, use them. them. Yeah or appearing that you don't know how to use them all those things so so i to help me ease myself back into it and mm -hmm. get a little less afraid and a little less or a little more comfortable every time i go in yeah i i started first to go with my brother because my brother is pretty confident in the gym he'll be like okay this is where this is yeah. like here's how you use the machine or even if we both don't know how to use a machine we're figuring it out together so it doesn't feel as weird doesn't feel as like People are looking at me and yeah, they're judging and no me for one, And no one's looking at you. And no one. And I know that. But, yeah, but it's such a hard thing to get over. Yeah. And so the first couple of times where I went by myself, mm -hmm. and because I, I like to go to the gym in the morning because it's just easier. I'm awake. Like, I just I just wake up in the I morning. Don't. Yeah. Anyways, that could be a whole other episode. But um, I just wake up automatically in the morning. So I just want to get it out of the way. Because in for me, I know I need to work out for health purposes and i know it makes me feel good and those freaking hormone like what are the chemicals that release that Endorphin. make you feel happy yeah, whatever yeah that i know <laughs> yeah i get it it's good for me for my stupid like i'll go on my little walk for my stupid mental health you know okay <laughs> but, um, yeah so i want to do that for yeah. myself Absolutely. because i know it'll improve me it'll improve my my mental health my yeah. physical health i want to have all these things but it has i have to consistently continue to push myself to get so there yeah I just want to be as free as like the old ladies in the locker room. Like, look, they're like chatting to each other with their boobs out. Like, yes, they don't care. They really and I don't. love it. I love it. 
Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm outside in the gym, fully clothed, super caring. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a freedom I think that comes with age. Age. Yeah. And, and I, I've seen it all. You know, you got to have things to look forward to. So I one day look forward to yeah. being an old lady in the gym with my tits out, yeah. talking to my friends yeah. after our little They're like, water I aerobics. Yeah. Okay, I've had a similar experience, yeah. and it ironically does kind of have to do with exercise. I haven't broadcasted this really at all, and I haven't even really told that many people that I do it. Be- Not that I'm embarrassed about it. I just don't want people. I don't know. Whatever. I just it's okay. It's one of those things that I want to wanted to keep to myself, and at least for the beginning part, I'm comfortable sharing it now. So I'm gonna name it on the podcast. On the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know about it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> You made it seem like <laughs> it's exclusive insider information that I think maybe only like five people in oh, my life know okay. about, uh-huh. including Evelyn. Okay. So I have been doing hula. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's two hours of my life every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it's intimidating for several reasons. One, this is an established dance troupe that has been around for a while. And some of the older people, not like old, well, they're just like seasoned veterans, like of the of the dance troupe. Yeah, not and necessarily so it, old. Like, exactly, and it reminds me of the dance troupe that I was in when I was younger, when I was in Sabogita, and I was doing the Filipino youth dance troupe stuff. And it's as if I was still doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, as if I'd been doing it as a kid, which I did, and now I'm still doing it now. Mm-hmm. And there's a few people like that. There's a few people who are newer who mm-hmm. only been doing it for a few years. But I'm coming in. I don't know anyone. My uh, not technical, I guess kind of a coworker brought me into it because I had offhandedly mentioned to my old boss that I wanted to get into it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure how. I just I just felt like something I wanted to do. Yeah. And she said, Oh wait, I know someone who does that. And so introduced us, talked about it, and then that girl brought me in. Mm-hmm. And it's scary walking into a room full of people that you don't know. Mm-hmm. And as much as I am an extrovert and I want to get to know people, it's kind of hard to be in a situation where they all already know each other and you're newer. And they're so nice and so friendly, so lovely. Mm-hmm. But it's still scary for me. Yeah. And to go every week, I like I sometimes get a little nervous about going. And so oh, like I have like oh, a similar oh, thing. Oh. Yeah. Like, but I know as soon as I get there that I'll feel it's, good. The reward is of the act like the going into the class and doing it every week for yourself is is worth it it. I put my phone on do not disturb I don't check it at all until after it's like two hours to be completely just like present in the in life yeah and but I get scared every time I'm like one day maybe this discomfort will go away Mm -hmm. but right now I still feel nervous yeah and we've been doing basics, like, because new people have just joined. Uh-huh. So now no longer, like, the new, the new, new person. New. So it doesn't feel as, like, weeks now, like, I, I talk to people. They're like, hi. You know, when yeah. I come to class, I recognize faces. I don't remember everyone's name still, but it's okay. Um, but, yes, I've been pushing myself to be uncomfortable with going every single week. And I didn't want to tell anybody at first because I was uncomfortable telling people. I don't know why, but I just kind of wanted to keep it secret which yeah, is it's yours it's mine it yeah. was mine uh-huh. and and I don't mind sharing now obviously that I've been doing it for a while mm-hmm. um but I think part of it wasn't just that it was my thing for me it was also that I was so nervous about it because mm-hmm. I haven't danced in a long time mm-hmm. so anyway that that is the thing that I've been consistently doing that is that nerve-wracking the it reminds me the feeling that you describe reminds me of when I took um the ceramics like uh, pottery class yeah and um i've been actually meaning to sign up for the next round and i keep missing the like the like the sign deadline up. yeah the deadline to sign up mm-hmm. um but it's something that is on my list to go back to because i i 
was gifted that class initially and I it was something I've always wanted to do but yeah. I was too afraid to, to do it take the leap. and so be, getting that little nudge and then having to actually go to the classes every week on, yeah. on a Tuesday evening and it is two hours of uninterrupted time yeah. in the studio and like that's a dream for me you know like to be able to just go in there and like you said like you go in and focus and you have the time the space yeah and that's your dedicating yourself for those two, that time to do that craft and yes. do that that class and yep. um every time I would pull up to the the parking lot and be like oh like I kind of like yeah. yeah and like and I you know I wanted to make friends and like talk to people which I ended up making a friend okay. so and I like talked her outside of that outside of the ceramics class and she Aww. even's like if you're if you're gonna sign up let me know so I can either be there oh, during like studio that. time yeah and like all that stuff. I was just, you know, making friends as an adult is scary, but you know, it's putting yourself into those uncomfortable situations on purpose. On purpose to be huh. okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. We learn a lot. We learn a lot. Yeah. And yes. again, like I, I repeat it multiple times, it's discomfort and, and fear of something doesn't automatically make the experience a bad, a bad one. It, yeah. If anything, most of the time, you know, these calculated decisions. Yeah. And so navigating the fear, rewarding. and it is makes it actually more rewarding because, because you've mm -hmm. gone through the hurdle of the nerves, yeah, the anxiety, yeah. the going back and forth of whether you want to do it or not. It okay, makes it worth it. In that sense, then I have another question: mm -hmm. What has being uncomfortable taught you about what you don't want? I have a silly example. Okay. So Melissa just now was raving about her ceramics class, right? Her pottery class. Oh, I miss it. And you told me how great it was and how much you liked it. And so I thought, okay, let me also try it. It seems <laughs> <laughs> she knows where this is going. <laughs> it seems great. Uh -huh. Definitely uncomfortable. Don't know the first thing about pottery. I'm pretty confident that it's hard. Um, I don't know anyone. I'm signing up for this like five week class. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to just do it. Fucking do it. I'm going to sign up. I'm super scared and uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. Hated it. Okay, fine. That's too strong. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't for me. And every single Vanessa class. doesn't like being bad at something. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't. But also I'm not. I mean, it's true. Like I don't like being bad at things, but I was okay with the idea of learning but like after the first class, I was like, I, I don't know if I can learn this. I, know, <laughs> I don't know if I can learn. I don't know if I want to learn this. I was uncomfortable. Every single class, I was uncomfortable. And I left just as uncomfortable as I was when I came in. Did you make some things though? I did. Yeah. I did luckily come away with a few things. One of which is weird. For those who are longtime listeners of this podcast, I, I like crafts. Yeah, Vanessa is I'm, like, not as, I'm not as into the crafts, but I will still try. Yeah. But I think it's okay for the discomfort to guide you. And and clearly that was not going to be for me at this mm -hmm. time. And like maybe later I can revisit it. Mm -hmm. But right now there's other things. Because I think the worst thing is to know that you're uncomfortable, to have given it your best effort to keep showing up and then to just keep doing it. Yeah. Why? Like your discomfort is clearly showing you mm -hmm. that this is not for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about like, I tried it one time, was uncomfortable and left. I don't think that's fair mm -hmm. to give to an experience mm -hmm. or for yourself. I tried multiple times to get into it and I still yeah. was not about it. Yeah. So there are things that your discomfort's like, like no. grid cycle. There we go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is yeah. it uh, exercise related? Is that the thing that's even like, oh, I'm too uncomfortable. Because I see all the grid cycle girlies going to their grid cycle classes <laughs> grid and being like, and they're like 
doing a double like back to back class yeah. and I'm like cool that sounds fun me and Vanessa did a soul cycle class let mm -hmm. me buy a pack of five classes mm -hmm. and just like okay so five classes it. for you two made the effort I did three classes <laughs> I still have two classes technically four because you did do soul cycle that one time yeah but in my pack of five that I bought <laughs> you did three I did three <laughs> and so but I applaud you for giving it your best effort yeah I oh I I will pretty much try anything at least twice. Okay. That's, that's fair. kind of my personal guidebook of learning to be okay with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like yeah. whether it's food, new foods, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. experiences. Yeah. So I think like what we're saying here is that discomfort and fear can help guide in both ways. It's right. like help guide you through something that you you know, may have thought that you've always wanted to do mm -hmm. and you try it and it turns out that it is something that you wanted to do mm -hmm. and it's great. And then now you have this new thing that you are pursuing in your life and brings you joy in your life because isn't that what life is about? Just trying to find the little moments, as many little moments of joy as possible. Right. And along the way, you're going to be uncomfortable. Along the way, you're going to get sad sometimes, angry, frustrated, whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, pushing through some of these hurdles to find those pockets of joy in your life, whether mm -hmm. it's a pottery class or mm -hmm. knowing that you don't want to do a pottery class and that brings you joy, yeah, <laughs> you know, or a hula class, or mm -hmm. anything, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, there's so many bits of just being uncomfortable that are so good for you, mm -hmm. even though they're really hard to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I definitely know that the times that I've been the most uncomfortable are the times where I've learned the most, mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of learning. Actually, I'm taking a break. <laughs> My therapist is like, but you're never going to be done. You're like, cool. The work is never done. Because mm -hmm. I was approaching it with the sense of one day I'll be cured. One day I will no longer be uncomfortable with these things. One day it'll be better. And she was like, no. <laughs> yeah, this is not, when you say that, it reminds me, I think I said this on the podcast before. Of when I wore my, um, I sacrificed my feet for Beyonce on you these did. Like, crazy shoes. Yeah. They were cute though. Um, <laughs> the cute shoes is that I just remember walking in pain on the way back. And I was like, one day my suffering will end. <laughs> and that did. That suffering did end, end. But not when it comes to working on yourself. No. Mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever. No. That's the, that's what, again, it sounds so like generalizing everything, but isn't that what life is about? And there's this thing too, or or not thing. There's this mindset too about discomfort that you have to just adopt and accept. Mm -hmm. Of it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. Why why stress yourself out more about it by being like, ah, oh, that's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. Versus it's gonna be uncomfortable. Accept it because you're gonna you double down on the stress if you all stress about the stress. <sighs> yes. And yes, then experience yes, the stress. Yes. Minus one, get rid of one of the stress. And just then you're overthinking that. the whole thing and mm -hmm. it's just not enjoyable anymore. Let cousin fear and cousin discomfort get a little bit more leg room in the car. A little bit. Just a little just bit. Just a little bit. It's Stretch fine. their legs out. Yeah. You know, let their hair down. <laughs> you know. I'm sure their hair is down. Maybe it's not. They're very high strong. I feel like. <laughs> okay. They're really trying to change the channel on the radio, though. You can't let them do that. No, okay? they'll put on sad songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll be crying in the car. Sadness. <laughs> we love this analogy, apparently. Yeah. It's really doing it for us. Well, it is, it's a good one, I think. If there was one visualize. final, maybe not final, I mean, this podcast is going to keep going, but if there was a thought that you could pass on today about the power of just being uncomfortable, 
what would you want to pass on from the experience that you've had? Not just even this past year, but overall, maybe even since we started the podcast, because we did start the podcast in a very uncomfortable time. If you weren't here from day one, we started during the pandemic, which was an uncomfortable time for the entire fucking world. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've grown a lot since then. Mm -hmm. So what would you share with people who have maybe just started their uncomfortable journey? I think majority of the time, it's going to be worth it. When you're in that moment of fear, this moment of discomfort, mm-hmm. the thoughts that are sp- like, you know, skipping along in your head of a of, of certain situation, yeah. a certain decision that's a, around the corner or a certain thing that you have been thinking about doing um, or someone you have been wanting to talk to or Ooh. whatever it may be mm-hmm. in that moment of discomfort, at that peak of discomfort, if you have it in your capacity to tell yourself that it'll most likely be worth it. Yeah. I feel like that could provide some level of of peace of mind Mm. because majority of the time it's hard to remove yourself from that like feeling of anxiousness and fear and discomfort of whatever is happening to you. Yes. Whether it's by choice or not. Yeah. Um, And usually even if like, just a small little example, if it's like a confrontation with a friend or something or a loved one Mm. that you've been dreading Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable to do. If you just tell yourself it's going to be worth it because at the very end, like at the least, it's like you've put it all out there. You've tried your best. Mm -hmm. You've done what you could. Um, It, it will be uncomfortable and that's okay because you learn the most in that time. Mm -hmm. About what you do or don't like, or you do or don't want. Mm -hmm. Either way, you're learning something. Yeah. So tell yourself majority of the time, it's going to, it's going to work out. Okay. That's fair. It's going to, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, one of the mantras, not mantras, affirmations that I say when times of stress, it will continues to be, I'm not okay right now, but I will be. Ah, I'm not okay right now, but I will. I'm be. I'm uncomfortable right now, but I will get to a point where I am. One day, my feet will not be. <laughs> one day, my pain will end. One day, my one suffering day. will one end. One will end. Yeah. Okay, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've learned about it is to share it, mm. because discomfort, when ignored or brushed aside, will only grow louder. It's like if you ignore a toddler, they're going to get louder and louder and louder because they need you to notice them. You need They're trying to communicate a want or a need. And when you are uncomfortable and you are ignoring that you are uncomfortable mm-hmm. or just like continuing to know it like it's living, but you're not you're not even looking at it like yeah. you're pretending it's not there, but it is. It's going to eat away at you one. It's taking up this like mental space that you yeah. don't really have to give to it. And it's like starting, then it controls you, even if you think that you're ignoring it. Cause really it's, it's, you're filtering it through like everything that you're doing through that discomfort. Yeah. And so the biggest thing that I have found is that if you share the discomfort with somebody, whether it's a friend, family member, significant other therapist, or even acknowledge it yourself, like, sure. Like, yeah. Sometimes like, you have to admit it to yourself. It yes. Yes. Yeah. But I have found that specifically sharing it with others has the ability to kind of take some of its power away. Yeah. Because one, you've named it. So you have named the thing that you're uncomfortable with. And then the most beautiful times are when the other person 
has gone through a similar uncomfortable moment themselves mm -hmm. and you had no it's idea a little bit of like a balm on the like anxiousness that yeah you feel. it's like okay yeah and then you see and you're like wow you're okay yeah you have survived that uncomfortable moment <laughs> I will be okay too. Mm -hmm. And I know we like to say like, we're all unique and like special. Unique? But, <laughs> okay, Beyonce. Uh, but we're not in the sense that the human experience is a shared one and we all kind of go through similar things. Similar, if not exactly the same things at just different points in our existence. Yes. And so it kind of helps to feel like I'm not special in that sense. Yeah. And it's, and that's good mm -hmm. because if I was going through it and I was the only one going through it, like that makes it more, forget scary. that. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. That's a terrible way to exist. Like what? I don't have help with this. Come on. So just share, sharing it basically is what I'm trying to impart on yeah. to our listeners today. Right. And, and if you have, I would hope that uh, the people that are listening have people to share it with, but if not at the very least, just saying it out loud because I just thought back to my piano recital days of how terrified and afraid I would be every single time. Yeah. I don't want, I, I just want to learn piano. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to share piano. It with everyone. <laughs> I just want to learn. Let piano. me just know. <laughs> Anyways, so I would cry like every Aww. single performance. Yeah. And at a certain point, I, that was how I dealt with the fear and the discomfort. I just cried and, and, you know, went on the stage, but I, it actually taught me, how to deal with those types of pressures of public speaking and all those things mm -hmm. and went into public relations for my for right, 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 right. um and it taught me to acknowledge the fear acknowledge it it's there it'll be there it'll always be there and yeah. it's fine it's fine it's gonna work out every other situation where you were afraid turned out okay so this acknowledge comfort. it say it out loud hey yeah. fear hey. see you i see you i see you, I see you are girl. you hungry <laughs> welcome do you need a nap you're you cranky sit, you could sit right there <laughs> we have to be as as compassionate with ourselves as we possibly can be yeah i feel like the moments where i'm so uncomfortable gets worse when i beat myself up about, about being uncomfortable mm -hmm. mm, it's not really helping anybody no. again you're doubling down on the stress that yeah you're so. and if you feel like you don't have anyone to tell about your uncomfortable tell moments, us. <laughs> tell us. Yeah. Melissa, can you share with them if they forgot how they can tell us sure. <laughs> <laughs> you could definitely dm us at i'm uncomfortable.podcast on instagram or you can email us Ooh. email us email sincerely or you know best regards, best regards warm regards icy regards whatever regards you want just send us an email of anything if you want really you have an episode idea you want to share your thoughts on our latest episode mm -hmm. you know what the rest of the experience yeah. share a story yeah tell us through an email mm -hmm. at i'm uncomfortable dot pod pod mm -hmm. at gmail.com yes. again i'm uncomfortable pod dot pod at gmail.com mm -hmm. and we will be checking our inbox we'll be checking our dms be sure to follow us on tiktok as well yeah silly little videos over there on the little little videos. yeah and we release episodes every week mm -hmm. so thank you for listening and we will see you then